and welcome to episode two of Beer Here Now. I'm James, I'll be joined by Adam a little bit later on to run through the latest news from Thornbridge Brewery and we'll be exploring in full the year of beer, finding out uh, which special edition beers we can look forward to from Thornbridge and I'll be seeing whether or not Adam can work out where the names of the beers originate from. Uh, We've also got Rebecca from Thornbridge, who's going to be catching up with Luke uh, and finding out what his role is in Behind the Beer. Uh, We will be learning all about Thornbridge's barrel ageing programme in episode two, as we reach B on the Thornbridge A to Z. And our beer brief is a perfect one for the cold winter evenings as we go dark with Coco Wonderland. So Rob, the head brewer at Thornbridge, will be telling us all about the beer and its origins. And Adam and I will be giving it a try to see just how good it's tasting. We'll do that a little bit later on. As ever, we welcome your feedback on Beer Here Now. Drop us a line through the website, beerherenow.co.uk, or track us down on Twitter at Thornbridge Pod. Feeling thirsty? Order beer online right now at thornbridgebrewery.co.uk. The A to Z of Thornbridge. It's Rob Lovett here from Thornbridge Brewery, and uh, B is for barrel aging. So, our barrel aging program, I suppose, is quite extensive. Um, it's another. It's almost like a having. A, an entire separate brewery really because it's a t- totally different and it's, it's dedicating resources to that which is quite difficult when you, you know, you're busy on producing the normal beers in a production brewery then to sort of make sure that you're managing the barrel aging and you're allocating resources you know, whether it be man hours or, or whatever to make sure that the beers are still fantastic and being maintained um, so we've got the sour barrel age program which is which is ongoing and <clears throat> love amongst the ruins and um, days of creation and then there's the heart's desire which is um, gooseberries actually yeah that's that was that was more of a one-off but i think what we're going to end up doing is probably given how fickle the sort of craft customer can be we might have to start looking at brewing some other styles because people try Love Amongst the Ruins once and then I think they don't take it again. Um, but I think if you look at something like Rare Barrel Club, they, they tend, in, in California, they're constantly bringing out new, new sour beers and that really keeps the interest of the customer. But like I said earlier, it's really hard to... That's, that's all they do and they do it really well. So it's, it's hard for us to to really allocate that amount of time and because obviously we want to make the best beers as we can and as consistent as we can but I think we will have to we will start looking at bringing the odd special sour out as well just to um, you know keep the customer satisfied um, the other barrel age project we've got is is a new beer that we've just come up come up with and it was a brief that was set to me to brew a great dark beer and I'm not the biggest dark beer fan actually um, I mean I do appreciate them but I just don't drink them um, as often as, uh, as blonde beers and uh, so this is a bourbon oatmeal barrel aged stout and it's um, I suppose I based it roughly on Parabola from Firestone Walker so it's of that ilk um, and that's that's ready to be that's out of the barrels now ready to be packaged shortly and uh, the name of that beer is Necessary Evil Why not come see us at the next Brewery Social the last Wednesday and Saturday of the month What Thornbridge means to me 
Well, hi there. I'm James Marriott. I'm one of the hosts of Beer Here Now. And what Thornbridge means to me is the brewery that really showed me what beer can be about. Because Jaipur, for me, as I know it is for a lot of people, was the beer that really kind of pulled me away from those mainstream lagers and made me realise that beer really can taste amazing. And um, that set me off on on my own kind of journey to um, discovering so many beers, and not just beers, but to discovering so many new pubs um, and meeting so many new friends because of beer over the uh, over the years that have followed that first pint of Jaipur that I have. And um, Thornbridge have been a, a brewery that, I mean, I really fell in love with Thornbridge way back when. Being from Sheffield and obviously being very close to where the brewery is has meant that it's given me the opportunity to try so many of their beers and there's so many that I've that I've loved over the years um, and, and my tastes have kind of you know developed as the, the the Thornbridge beer range has developed you know Wild Swan was one of the first Thornbridge beers that I really liked uh, Brother Rabbit uh, and then kind of taking through beers like Kipling at Twin Peaks which was a bit of a um, special edition um, also Hook and Bear State couple of stronger beers, uh, which were both amazing. And more recently, um, Tulamine, which of course is uh, is now what's become Florida Vice, and Green Mountain, which are two of the newer additions to the range, but just amazing beers. So um, yeah, Thornbridge, for me, um, I, I owe just so much of my personal kind of taste development when it comes to beer to Thornbridge over the years. Want to tell us what Thornbridge means to you? Drop us a line at thornbridgepod or at beerherenow.co.uk Behind the beer Okay, so here we are with December's Behind the Beer and we're here with... Luke Sanderson, Retail Manager. Okay, so to start off, quick fire questions. First Thornbridge beer you tried? First Thornbridge had to be Jaipur, of course. Favourite Thornbridge beer? Uh, from the past, Otto. Oh, favourite Thornbridge pub? Hallamshire, of course. Beer you'd love Thornbridge to bring back? Otto, again. Your favourite non-Thornbridge brewery? um, I'd have to go probably... My favourite beer that's non-Thornbridge is Sriracha Ace by Brooklyn. So I'd say they're my favourite out of the UK. Probably um, the Hawkshead Brewery and Wylam. Okay, so quick fire questions. Cask or keg? Keg. Can or bottle? Bottle. Sour or saison? A saison, easy. Pale or porter? Porter at this time of year. And we've got some Christmas themed quick fire Great. questions. Fantastic. Christmas cake or Christmas pudding? Oh, pudding. Tinsel or baubles? Um, baubles. Wham or Mariah? Oh, Mariah, every day. Elf or the Grinch? Elf. Surely. Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Um, used to be Eve, now day. Angel or star? Um, star, yes. Carols or nativity? Uh, carols. Dasher or dancer? Oh, dancer, definitely. And Doctor Who or call the midwife? Um, call the midwife, let's say. Oh. <laughs> Thornbridge are on Facebook. Just search for Thornbridge Brewery and give us a like. And now it's time... 
the news. It is indeed time for the news on Beer Here Now. I'm James. And I'm Adam. So, uh, obviously everything's got a little bit quiet over Christmas and New Year, uh, but a few things going on at the moment. Well, let's... First thing that we'll mention is the fact that New Year means that everything gets back to normal in terms of the post. So any orders from the uh, the all-new, all-singing, all-dancing uh, Thornbridge shop uh, will be getting back to normal um, in the new year. So that's um, obviously a good thing. Let's talk about a couple of tap takeovers as well that um, happened uh, or, or started a couple of weeks ago. So um, may well be some of, some, of the, uh, some of these beers still available. So um, we're going to a place called Belper. Do you know Belper? I know of it. I've never been to Belper. Uh, people called the Hollybush in Belper, who have got uh, Tappet, Salted Caramel, Lucaria, and Hookins um, on the bar, or have had those on the bar. Um, so Hookins is a single hot beer with Hookins uh, Farms. I've now had that beer. I've oh, right. Had that beer, yeah. Um, Sheffield Tap last week, I think. Very kind of sessionable, pale, really good, really good flavour, really enjoyed it. Excellent. Uh, the other tap takeover is in the Dog Inn at Burton on Trent. Uh, they also have Hookins. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Might be Hookins, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tom 2 and Mint Choc Chip Lucaria. So, um, yeah, two very good tap takeovers there. There'll be lots more on the way in 2019. We will uh, let you know about those. Other pub news, uh, the Market Cat now open. Looks very nice from what I've seen. I've not been yet, but I've seen some lovely looking photos online. Um, quite excited to get down there and try that as soon as possible. Yeah, I think um, a day out in York is becoming very necessary. Um, and yeah, I've not. I've, I've seen a couple of photographs, but probably not as many as um, as, as you have. So is it is it kind of like a, a modern look or a bit more traditional? Or it's kind of like it's a bit of a take on the, the pubs they have now, but they're quite ornate things and it looks very nice. It's like because obviously it's not it's not strictly like the Thornbridge pubs we have, um, the Thornbridge and uh, Co uh, pub. So um, I've only kind of seen little sort of snippets and things. So I'm quite interested to get down there and actually see it in, in real life. Yeah. Um, but it looks really smart from what I've seen. We'll have to um, get across and do a bit yep. of a bit of a review for a future episode of uh, Beer Here Now. Um, January, of course, means that we start to slowly get going with the 2019 beer festivals. And the first one is coming up at the end of January. It's the Manchester Camera Festival, which Thornbridge will be at 23rd to the 26th of January. Um, not one I've been to before. No, Have I've not you? been either. No, but I'm looking on the website. Seven hundred beers. So it looks like wow. a big, big, big festival. So um, obviously, go and try get some Thornbridge beers in. But um, plenty to choose from. <laughs> elsewhere as well. Absolutely. Uh, have you um, got any beer festivals for 2019 booked into your own calendar yet? Um, well, Peakenders will be yep, in the middle August. of the year, but um, nothing booked in as yet. Okay. Um, right then, so um, in episode one, we revealed the first three beers from the Thornbridge keg year of beer. Um, it is now public, so uh, the other nine have now been uh, revealed, which is uh, quite exciting. So I thought we'd just run through those. Now, there's three or four of them that have 
slightly unusual names. So, Adam, you will you will know about these beers now because yeah. as it's all public. But I want to see whether or not you can figure out <laughs> what where the name for them comes. A couple of them are probably easier to figure out than others. So let's start with January. So actually, in the next few weeks, uh, Bliss Point, which is an American pale ale. Why do you think the name Bliss Point comes from? I don't know. Is Bliss Point like somewhere on the coastline, like a kind of you know, like a spur or something somewhere? That would make sense, but it's not. All I'll say on this is, uh, chances are that. Um, exactly what's going into the brew for this one's probably been very carefully considered. Right. Hmm. Is, that, is that helping you at all? <laughs> no. Probably not. So uh, Bliss Point is it's generally associated with food, but also applies to beers and, and other kind of um, uh, liquids, which is where the amount of an ingredient absolutely optimises oh, its right. taste. So the well, Bliss that's... Point of, say, sugar that goes into... Yeah. F- um, a dessert or salt that goes into something. So, uh, I mean, no pressure here on Thornbridge, but Bliss Point, that would suggest <laughs> this is going to be the world's you know, ultimate, ultimate beer. Uh, February is the return of Strawberry Lucaria, which needs no introduction. Do you know about the uh, the origins of that name, by the way? I don't actually know. Uh, so, Lucaria was originally brewed with the Grove pub, oh, yeah. and Lucaria was a Roman festival of the Grove. Okay. So uh, it's fascinating where the kind of the, the origins of the names come from, isn't it? So that's the Grove pub in Huddersfield, which is a very good pub. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, six on to March then, uh, which is an Irish American stout called Bronx. 7.2, it's going to be a cracker, but why do you think it's called Bronx? Well, I'm going down the American route in Bronx, New York, maybe so from the settlers, maybe. Irish Absolutely, settlers. yeah. Uh, still has quite a large Irish-American population in uh, in some areas in uh, the Bronx in New York, so well done. Uh, April 1, we talked about last time, Pink Grapefruit Halcyon. Absolutely needs no introduction. That's going to be a cracking beer. Uh, we also talked about the May beer last time, which is Cuba, yep. uh, but Cuba with a kikinka, uh, <laughs> which is a mojito sour, and obviously the mojito um, cocktail, which originates from Cuba. Uh, so on to June, which is, I, I assume this is pronounced Elio or Elio, I'm not sure, E-L-I-O. Yeah. It's a summer ale at 4.7%. I'm not a Any ideas on no the origin? Idea. I mean, Thormage are very famous for picking places in and around Bakewell and things, and like all villages, but I'm not sure there's anywhere called Elio or Elio around around the brewery, as far as I remember. <laughs> it's definitely not related to Bakewell. It's actually a Spanish name, which means okay. sun. Okay. So sun, summer. Nice, yeah. uh, nice tie in there. Uh, on to July. Uh, July is called Zesty. It's a tangerine summer wheat, and um, there's no hidden meaning to the uh, name no. Zesty. Uh, same when we get to August. I'm looking forward to this Mango Smash, which is a mango milkshake IPA at five and a half percent. September New England IPA, six point six percent. It's called Jamestown. Jamestown, place in America. It is. Um, I yeah. didn't know this. It's jumped out of my head though. It's, uh, it's it was Jamestown original was, place for something. It was. Yeah, it was the first English settlement. In ah, America, yes, that makes sense. Uh, and was kind of the origins of the New England New colony. England. There you go. There we go. I was hoping it'd be named after me, but uh, evidently not. <laughs> uh, right then, to October Crooks, which is a Southern Hemisphere pale. I don't think it's anything to do with its 
location of some some southern hemisphere um, pale, but it kind um, of is. But I don't it? I don't think you'll figure it out. No, I'm not. so it's a constellation located in the southern sky. Okay, crooks. Crooks. Right. Sorry, C R U X. So it's not going from the original meaning of crooks. It's like a. Yeah, it's secondary use of the, the work. Uh, right, November then is a West Coast IPA, bison. I'm going to say there's lots of bison in the, on the West Coast of America. That would be absolutely correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well done. <laughs> uh, and finally, one that we talked about, no points for this one, uh, Christmas Pudding Lucaria uh, will be available in um, December next year, um, which will be here before we know it probably, won't it? Because yeah. uh, Christmas just done and dusted, so uh, you know, start planning for next Christmas um, now. So some good beers in there. Which yeah. of those are you most looking forward to? Um, I think you've always got to look out for the Halcyon, which I'm looking forward to. I didn't realise it was pink grapefruit which actually that changes my opinion not in a negative way at all but um, with pink grapefruit being a little bit a bit fruity a bit fruity and a bit softer than a, a yeah, regular softer. grapefruit flavour so look I look forward to that um, I'm kind of looking forward to the uh, the wheat the tangerine summer wheat zesty actually okay. um, having one of the kind of wheat beers that they had in the um, Wylam um, power the northern powerhouse section was a, a wheat beer wasn't it um, which I quite enjoyed so let's see what that was like in the summer yeah, um, I would say <clears throat> Jamestown would, would be one that I'm looking forward to, um, still quite into the New England style yeah. IPAs, uh, and Mango Smash, love anything that's kind of, I, I can't stand milkshakes, can't stand <laughs> them, quite enjoy fruit milkshake beers, don't know why, it's strange, I think it's something to do with the consistency of milkshakes that I just can't yeah. stand, but yeah, looking forward to Mango Smash in August should be a really good a really good year of uh, of beer there if you want to go through that list then you can find it all on the Thornbridge Twitter account keep up to date with all the latest Thornbridge news on Twitter and Facebook just search for Thornbridge Brewery Beer Brief So this month's beer brief is one that's very appropriate considering the current weather. It is Coco Wonderland and I'm with Rob who's the head brewer here at Thornbridge. Um, and it, I mean it really is, it is a, a winter beer kind of through and through isn't it? Absolutely yeah and it's proved, I mean not just the winter, we, we can't make enough of it really. Coco Wonderland's been a real success for us and uh, I'm not sure what it is, whether it's the name or just the fact that it's got the chocolate in there I don't know but it's uh, like I say a real success and we just can't make enough of it it's got an interesting backstory because it kind of started off as a as a special, a bit of a one-off with uh, a, a chocolate shop in in Sheffield and, and and kind of progressed from there. So tell us a bit about its origins and how all that came about. Uh, to be honest, I don't know too much about the origins. I just remember being introduced to the owners of the shop and we were going to use some of their chocolate in the recipe. Yeah, that's that. We, we just looked at a basic. Uh, a, a porter recipe which I've brewed with for a long time so the grist is um, yeah I, I just think with those with dark beers grist is so important um, if you this if you get it wrong it can be too astringent so it's that balance of of malts um, so it's, it's it's got the color but it's there's no, and it's got the roastiness but it's not overpowering or astringent for someone that doesn't know a lot about the brewing process such as me I've got to ask this question um, putting chocolate into beer is it as simple as throwing some chocolate in when you brew it uh, not, no you can't just throw chocolate in because chocolate's actually quite fatty and fats are uh, not particularly great for head retention 
So we use cacao nibs and uh, I probably would prefer it just with the cacao nibs on a personal level because uh, it's more natural and uh, subtle but the way the craft beer market is at the moment is subtle is not always as doesn't always equate to sales so um, we sourced a really good chocolate essence so we use an essence there as well just for the top notes which is a blend of dark and uh, milk chocolate um, and that's just, and it works really really well what kind of comments do you get from people about um, kind of you know how much they enjoy the beer and what they think of it well I mean I, I think there's people who just don't you know enjoy it as a one-off but there's also some you know some sort of hot, you know, and like you say, it's a dark beer for this for the sort of weather that we've got today. Um, you know, winter beer where people enjoy it, but also I think we've got some hardcore fans who drink it all year. And just um, you know, if we're ever out of stock, we start getting complaints. Uh, and of course, this year there was the kind of the the, the sort of spin-off edition from um, Coco Wonderland, where you kind of took it in a slightly different direction as well. Oh, Coco, Coco, that's been yeah, we've that's been around for a while. So that's. Um, uh, I was briefed to come up with a coconut beer and we thought coconut and chocolate go quite well together and the benchmark for that beer for coconut beers Death by Coconut by Oscar Blues so we tried that one and we tried some of the coconut beers and then we came up with um, with, with the Coco Coco yeah. which again proves very successful if you take kind of the the base of Coco Wonderland, if there's anything that you could add into that beer, if you could, you know, you had your own way and you could just do anything you wanted with it, add an extra flavour into it, what what would you want to do with it? Well, we, we've done the we've done the mint chop version of it as well. Uh, we've done a chocolate orange version. Probably quite nice with some raspberries, some uh, you know, some fresh raspberries fermented in a secondary fermentation. Yeah, that would probably work quite well. Sounds like a winner. Brilliant. Thank you, Rob. No worries. So thank you to Rob. We know a lot more about uh, how the beer is made and its origins. It's James and Adam here. Now we're going to check out how the beer tastes. Now this is what it's been around for a while now, hasn't it, Coco? Yeah. And um, I know Rob kind of touched on the origins of its there of it there. You remember that as well. It was slightly before I really kind of got heavily into um, into beer. So Coco Wonderland uh, is actually the name of a little chocolate shop, which is about five minutes from my house, actually, in yep. um, in Sheffield on Ecclesall Road. So it was brewed for, to celebrate their 10th anniversary. Right. Okay. Um, I would say it's probably maybe four years old or something like that. Okay. I remember, I think when it, when it first came out, they had it at the, um, the Sheffield Camera Beer Festival, and from what I remember, that won the beer of the festival, for whether that was for its style or the overall one, but I can remember this coming out and thinking, you know, at the time, probably, there wasn't really many sort of porters around that were like 6.8% that mm. sort of taste this, um, quite almost sessionable, really. <laughs> so, yeah. So even now, I mean, I've not drunk this for quite a while now, Coco Wonderland. Um, can't remember. It could even have been maybe upwards of a year since the last um, mm. since I last drank it. You get the aroma. The, you do get the chocolate, and there's a yeah, real really coffee kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, it's really well. chocolatey. It's not sweet. It's not sickly sweet or anything. Though. It's quite. It's got a nice like a bitterness underneath it. I remember the first time I had it. Um, oh, it is good that. First time I had it is, is in one of the old uh, five hundred mil bottles, mm. uh, and I was blown away by just how chocolatey. Yeah, it's it, really. And chocolatey. it is like it's mm. like if you if you made some hot chocolate and you left it on the side for a while and it went cold, that's it's just like a cold version of hot chocolate. It's like cold chocolate, 
yeah. but in liquid form it's um, amazingly chocolatey and um, interesting Rob talking there about the chocolate essence that they kind of sourced in order to um, you know really make it as chocolatey as it um, as it is which is pretty impressive um, and yeah I mean it still tastes yeah, just amazing yeah I mean we're drinking like the bottled version aren't we so um it is, a, it is a beer you can get on cask as well. Um, I can't remember the last time I've had it on cask, but I imagine it's quite a different probably experience, maybe slightly smoother and more rounder, where this is very... It's got a bit of a bite to it, because it's not quite sickly, sweet or anything. It's really, really good. Um, you could drink quite a lot of that, and for 6.8%, it's yeah. kind of a bit of a dangerous one. <laughs> it's the kind of beer that I forget how um, how good it is, actually, because there's, there's so many... There's always so many new porters... Stouts, mm. imperial porters, you know, this, that, the other that's coming out that, that always catch your eye. Um, and this has become one of those kind of classic, um, uh, at the time, quite unusual, uh, quite groundbreaking um, porters that, that now, you know, just sits so well alongside everything else that's that's out there. Mm, it's, it's really good. Um, I don't know if I get like molasses kind of taste from it as well, like... Um, if you've anybody's had like St. Petersburg stout, you get that kind of like quite molasses sort of taste. I can kind of get that sort of a hint of that somewhere, but um, um, this is much more drinkable. Yeah, it's the right side of the line, isn't it? Mm. Because I think sometimes a, a, a beer that's got that really strong molasses kind of taste yeah. can be a, uh, just a bit overpowering in, yeah. in, in great kind of numbers. This It's remarkable, actually, that this, it kind of tastes quite light to me, I think, yeah. Cocoa Wonderland. It, it carries a real lightness, and that's um, an achievement considering the fact that, you know, it's it's... Chocolatey. There's a bit of a coffee thing going on there. It's a uh, 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 stout. It's six point eight percent. So to be able to kind of you know achieve all that and taste quite light, really easy to drink. Um, naturally, because it's a dark beer, you think of it being a wintry beer. I, I think it's just as equally well at home, sat in the sunshine during the summer. To be honest, drinking that. Yeah, I don't know if it's a beer that's available all year round or whether it's sort of seasonal, but. Um... You definitely get a pick up around this time of year, obviously, because more more darker drink, yeah. dark beer drinkers. Um, I could, yeah, I could definitely drink this at home or for a nice fire. But it's like you said, somewhere not exclusively. Um, yeah, I'm actually come picking up a couple of bottles of these while yeah. they're, um, they're still available. <laughs> well, no, the last couple of weeks of uh, 2018, um, there was a whole fresh new batch of bottles done. So um, if you're seeing it pop up on the shelves of your local beer shop or in your local Thornbridge pub, uh, it will be very fresh. And um, the bottle that we're just working through now is probably about a week, a week and a half since it was uh, bottled. Um, and that freshness really comes through. I think it's... Um, Tasting really good. Definitely one recommended for um, you know the start of twenty nineteen. Maybe if you're not too into dark beers and you're thinking about the triannuary thing, one to uh, to give a go. Definitely. Suggest your Thornbridge favourite for next month's beer brief. Just tweet us at Thornbridge Pod.